you're listening to How I See It, hosted by Han. You guessed it, that's me. I am here to motivate and inspire you with guests from all different industries and backgrounds. So get ready for personal stories of success, of growth, full of highs and lows, and of course, unapologetic realness. This is How I See It. Hello. I have never recorded from the bathtub. This is the first time. Let me get like situated here. I don't want like my microphone to fall in the bathtub. But hi guys, welcome back to the show. I told myself that I wanted to do solo episodes every once in a while just to give you something different and also just so you guys can get I don't know, a little sneak peek into my brain and what's going on with me, but I am coming to you live from my rich bitch bath. And if you guys don't know, don't follow me on Instagram. I take a lot of baths. I'm a bath gal and I don't really meditate, but I guess I would consider this my meditation. I have a thing for affirmations. If you listen to the first episode, which was literally like two months ago now, it's absolutely insane. But two months ago, I made the first episode and I talked a lot about my mental health journey and just how important affirmations are to me. So I thought these solo episodes, I could kind of talk about an affirmation that's like been on my mind and heart lately and kind of just ramble on about it. Um, Affirmations have been super, super helpful for me and hopefully they can become helpful to you too, especially if you resonate with any of this. But jumping right in, I think an affirmation that I have been really trying to meditate on lately is pretty much a version of telling myself I am proud of who I am and what I've done and the growth that I've experienced and worked on thus far in my life. Uh, I think like recently just with being so busy and like the new year coming and launching something new, I've been really hard on myself and I just felt like I was really beating myself up for like small, small setbacks. And I was actually, I think that was a little bit of the problem. I was viewing them as setbacks and not so much a part of the journey. And so I've been really, really thinking a lot about this affirmation career-wise, relation-wise, like making friends and developing new relationships, mental health-wise for sure though. Like I talked about it in the first episode, like I said, but I've come a long, long way and I think myself included, but I I have talked to a lot of my friends. I've talked to a lot of people in this industry. A lot of people are quick to complain or be hard on themselves when it comes to success or growth or personal growth. And we a lot of times forget to take the time to acknowledge how far we've come. So I thought that I would take this episode to kind of like build off of that affirmation and kind of talk about the things that I feel like I've grown in and the things that I've learned over the last three and a half years that I've really implemented into my life that have really, really changed the game for me, just mentally, career-wise, things that have really improved all aspects of my life that maybe sound a little bit cliche, but I'll expand on them because... I feel like a lot of these things I like you hear, you know, but a lot of people don't offer applicable information with it. So I made a little list. I have it right here. It's like wet from the bathtub, but I'm just going to get right into it because this episode's not going to be long. I just want to hit you with some realness. First thing is listening more. 
feel like a lot of people tell us like, listen more. We all know that listening is important, but we don't actually apply it into our life. And for me, especially within my friendships, relationships, my family, I just feel like I really, really had a hard time just listening. I got triggered really, really easily or just jumped to the defense really easily. And the last three in a half years, I feel like I have really pushed myself to work on this and really, really try my best to just listen and try to understand where they're coming from. I think especially when we get triggered by something, whether it's something that we're really sensitive about or maybe we hear something the wrong way, we tend to jump to conclusions before we listen. And I think asking more questions Like, what do you mean by that? Or, oh, that's interesting. Like, why do you feel that way? That has changed the game for me in business. Just asking more questions over email when I'm talking with different clients, friends, when someone is talking about their feelings or maybe they say something that I kind of take the wrong way. Being able to like take a step back and just listen to people and try to resonate with people has honestly improved my relationships all around and kind of going off of this I again like these are all like things we know but I think that a lot of times we just know it and we don't actually apply it into our life but something I've talked a lot about with my friends with my therapist is I have always struggled to feel validated that's like it's a really sensitive thing for me And I started to notice that I wanted people to like listen to me and understand me and validate me, but I wasn't doing the same thing for them. So kind of like segueing into the next one, this is something that I've really applied into my life. Treat others the way that you want to be treated. It's something we learn as kids, but we don't take it seriously. And I think that it's so important whether you're trying to date someone, whether you're trying to make new friends, whether you're trying to heal relationships with your family, whether you're trying to further your business or your career, treat others the exact way that you want to be treated. For instance, through communication, if you want to be communicated with deeply and clearly, do the same for them. If you want people to listen to you and ask questions, do the same for them. If you want people to validate you and validate your feelings and resonate with you, do the same thing for them. I started doing this to everyone in my life, my friends, my family, business partners, and I started to notice people started treating me the way I wanted them to treat me the entire time. Instead of getting upset and angry and trying to convince people to acknowledge my feelings or to treat me with respect or whatever, I started making sure that I was doing all of those things to the people in my life first. And obviously, you know, if someone's disrespecting you, someone's not being a good friend or boyfriend or girlfriend, whatever, different story. But I just mean behavior is usually copied. This was super powerful when me and my therapist started getting into this and I started realizing this. Like I said, it's cliche, but it really isn't. It's really impacted my life. I started communicating to my parents the way I wanted them to communicate with me. I started talking to my friends and listening to my friends and listening to their feelings and validating their feelings the way I wanted to be validated and listened to. And after some time, people start to copy you. People do mirror you. At least in my experience over the last three and a half years, people want to do the same for you, especially the people in your life that care about you. Anyway, so yeah, that's something I've really, really 
honestly one of the biggest things I've learned and it's changed my relationships. It's changed the way that I do business. It's changed the way that my friends and I have discussions. It's changed the way that me and my parents have discussions. It's changed the way I date. It's just been really, really impactful in my life. So there's that. Routines. I am a fanatic for routines. I like having control and I like um, having like a set schedule, but waking up early, going to work out, eating healthy during the week, trying to put boundaries on drinking, those kinds of things. I never try to do zero to a hundred things. I just know myself well, but implementing actual routines into my life changed the game for me. It made me proud. If you set a routine for yourself and you do it every single day and it becomes a part of you every day, you're already accomplishing something. You're already proving to yourself that you're able to stick to a routine. Ed Milet says this quote, and I feel like I've said it on the show before and like lots of people know it, but it's an amazing quote. He says, confidence is keeping the promises to yourself. And that resonates so deeply with me because whether I'm trying to work on something like with my mental health, whether I'm trying to get something done at work, whether I'm trying to just get through my to-do list or stick to my routines of waking up early, getting to my workout, eating healthy. If you keep the small promises to yourself each day, it builds a level of confidence and success that you just don't see when you don't have routines. It's like the smallest little wins each day add up to be huge at the end of the year. And so I can't implement anything too crazy or too extreme that I won't stick to. But the routines that I've kind of stuck to are waking up early. That was something that I was so bad at three and a half years ago. Like I was an intense night owl and just would never wake up early. And I felt like my whole day was gone. I felt rushed. Cortisol levels were out of the roof. I was just constantly rushing from one thing to another. So something I implemented into my life was waking up early, just going to bed a little bit earlier, waking up early. And obviously I'm not perfect. I snooze the alarm every once in a while, but I try to keep this routine. I try to keep this promise to myself. Um, working out every day. I try to keep that promise to myself. Am I successful at it all the time? No, but I've worked on a routine that I feel like I got down 85% of the time because I care about keeping the promises to myself. I care about fulfilling that little extra confidence that I get from sticking to a routine. So if you don't have routines or routines are hard for you, There are just some things that take practice. I think a lot of us label ourselves like, oh, I couldn't possibly do that. Or I really want to do that, but that's just not me. (laughs) I guess that's a whole nother conversation. But I will say, like, you're not anything that you don't choose to be. So if you want to wake up early, you can wake up early. If you want to set a routine for yourself, you can set any routine for yourself that you want. If you want to change, if you want to grow, if you want to work on your mental health, you have the capacity to do that. So that's a huge thing that I feel like I got on top of the last three years is not only routines, but understanding that when I commit to something, I need to stick to it because every time you commit to something and don't do it, I feel like that's just contributing to your lack of confidence. And that's not something any of us need. Confidence is hard enough. I try not to put boundaries on my abilities. If I want to do something and I believe I can, I try to set my mind to it. Obviously, realistically, but we are our biggest supporters and we are our biggest hype people. No one else is going to do it for you. Anyway, moving on. Let's get through this. I wrote a couple more things that I thought I'd leave you all with. I think something that I had to learn the hard way, and I'm still working on this. All of these things I'm still working on. I just want to make sure you all know that. But I will say these are the things that I feel like have really stuck out to me over the last three years that I've prioritized working on. One of those things is 
that we tend to limit ourselves a lot in our ideas. I think I've heard a lot of people recently over the last couple months tell me, especially in regard to launching the podcast, like, that's so amazing. Like, I've been wanting to start something or I have all these ideas and I don't know where to start or I just I don't know what if I should start. I don't know if I can do it. All valid, obviously. I think we all feel this way. One of the biggest things that I've taken through the last, like even starting How Hand Sees It, moving into this part of my life through my mental health journey and now through launching a podcast and like trying to elevate my business is if you want something to be big, treat it as such. If you want something to be big and successful, act like it already is. Um, I think that's like touching a little bit on manifestation. I just, I don't know. I don't really use that word a lot, but manifesting, believing whatever word you want to use, treat something that you're passionate about. Obviously, like, I feel like I don't need to like preface all of this by saying realistic. Like we all know what I mean, but like, for instance, with the podcast, like I threw a huge launch party for the podcast. I got little tote bags for everyone and got like personalized candy and chips and mints and did the whole nine. I feel like a couple of people were kind of like, oh, this is really extra, which if you know me, no surprise there. But I think the reason why I went so big, especially on the branding and making sure there was photo ops everywhere and making sure everybody had a tote bag was that I believe in the podcast. It's something that I thought about for so long. It's something I feel passionate about. It's something that I feel is going to add something interesting, unique, and like is going to add depth to how he sees it. Obviously, like I said, realistically, I've been thinking about this for a couple years now. So I knew I wanted to launch it at the right time when I was ready. But when I decide to launch something, I treat it like it's already big and like it's already successful because in my opinion, that's how you get things to fruition. It's a part of it, working hard and believing that it's going to work out and that you're going to do it. So over the last three and a half years, I've applied that to not only business and like launching this podcast, but I think with my mental health too, I got to a place of hope. And I think from that point forward, especially with the affirmations, believing in myself and believing in my capacity to heal, to change, to grow, to be successful is a huge part of the healing process. And it was a huge part of the healing process for me. Affirmations were a huge, like I said, a huge part of my healing journey. And I think affirmations are so important. Like people think affirmations are like cheesy or like dumb. And if you do, if you're one of those people that thinks it's dumb or cheesy, or they feel stupid saying them, then you're missing out because affirming yourself, repeating statements to yourself that go against your natural instinct. For instance, a lot of my affirmations are statements that like are opposite of my insecurities or the things that I'm struggling with mentally for the day. Repeating a sentence like that to yourself is so important. You're changing your brain. You're changing your brain pattern. It is not cheesy. It's actually very, very important. And it's actually very scientifically proven. Dr. Caroline Leaf, she's a neuroscientist. She writes a book called Rewiring the Brain. I think that's what it's called, (laughs) but she's very, very smart and her book is really cool. I'll link it in the description actually, but she talks about how it takes 90 days to rewire the brain, rewire a habit and affirmations were like that for me. Again, this all goes back to my point of just, if you want something to change, if you want something to be big, treat it as such. Affirmations have been a huge part of that. And also just when I, even business wise, 
like think about my career and scaling up and making more money and signing deals. I always try, especially when insecurity creeps in to affirm myself, what I've done, how I've grown, but also think big. And when you think big about something or you treat something that's a little bit small as something bigger, I feel like it helps a lot. And it almost, I guess the word would be, um, contributes to the manifestation of that thing. Moving on. Another thing I have written down here and I say it to people all the time. I've said it on the podcast a bunch, so I won't talk too much about it, but I think it's important. If you feel uncomfortable about something, if you feel uneasy, maybe a little bit scared, you're probably on to something good. Um, that's something I have learned over and over and over again the last three and a half years. I feel like I tell people all the time because that's something I really struggled with. Anxiety. The feeling of not knowing what the future holds, not being able to sit in the unknown. And that's something I think that's just a human condition. We're always going to struggle with it. But especially when it comes to making business decisions, when it comes to going after your dreams, you're usually on to something good if you're pushing yourself in a way that's healthy and that makes you feel good, even though you're scared. For instance, I'll just, this is an easy example, but the podcast, that was something that I felt passionate about. It's something that I felt led to do. It's something that kept coming up. I knew I wanted to launch it this year, but when January rolled around, I got real scared. I started trying to like back out. I started getting fearful. So I just honestly started telling everyone about it and that I was going to start it so that I couldn't back out. (laughs) I felt like those feelings weren't like, oh, this is a bad idea. It was more just uncomfortable. Like I felt confident in my decision, but it was uncomfortable and I was scared. That's something I felt a lot over the last three years, whether it had to do with business or maybe it was when I had to, you know, dive deep into a childhood memory with my therapist. It felt uncomfortable and it felt scary, but I knew it was the right thing to do if I wanted to grow. So this is your reminder. If you feel uncomfortable about something, if you feel fearful about something, but you feel passionate about it and you feel like it's something you're supposed to do, just lean in. We've all been there. We're all there and you won't regret it. Trust me. Okay. One more thing. This is like so chaotic. You guys got to let me know how this sounds and like if this is too much, but I'm, I'm open to criticism as long as it's not too mean. I'm very sensitive, <laughs> but I will say the last thing I have on here that I've just really learned over the last few years is just honestly through therapy, but also through business and just what how hand sees it is becoming. And there's so much more to achieve. And there's a way I have way more goals for how hand sees it. But I think it's finally gotten to a place where I feel like it's a self brand. And one of the things that I feel like contributed to that was my past, all the hardships, all the success, all the failure, your past makes you into who you are and what you do. I do not think that I would be doing this right now if I didn't go through all the hardships, all the failure from when I was in middle school, high school, college. Your past is your power and there's wisdom that comes with hardship and there's wisdom that comes with failure and there's wisdom that comes with success. Virginia, my counselor, she was on the show last week, by the way. So if you haven't heard that episode, go listen. It's literally free therapy. It's amazing. But she always laughs at me because like every once in a while when I'm feeling a little bit victim-y, I'll like be like, I just wish that I didn't go through this so that I didn't have to talk about this or like, so I didn't deal with this insecurity or I didn't deal with this trigger. No, these things that we've all been through make you who you are and they shape what you do. And without 
the hardship, there would be no now. Um, And that again, all of these sound really cliche, but also they're cliche for a reason. And a lot of us aren't doing it, including myself. Like I wasn't for a long time. I wasn't actually living out these quote unquote cliches. So anyway, that's all I got for you guys. I just think this affirmation is so important. The I'm proud of who I am, what I've done, and in the growth that I've, I've experienced and worked for thus far. We don't take a lot of time, I feel like, to acknowledge how far we've come. We don't take a lot of time for gratitude. We're always next, 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 or I want this, or I want that, or I want to achieve this now. And the time and effort it took to get where we are. And I think without doing that, you really limit yourself growth-wise. Yeah. So that's the first Rich Bitch Bath episode. I also wanted to say thank you thus far for listening to the podcast. It's only like, I think this is episode nine or 10. Not sure, honestly, but I really appreciate all your support. Everyone's been saying such nice things about the podcast. Makes me so happy. I feel like my mental health has been a little bit under attack lately just with starting something new and having to start fresh and taking on a new part of the business. I feel a little bit overwhelmed, not going to lie, but your guys' positive DMs, like I really, really appreciate it. And make sure to rate and review the podcast if you can. Download the episodes. Uh, Let me know if you want anyone in particular to come on. I've been reaching out to more people to be guests on the podcast. I'm set for a few more weeks. Let me know if there's anyone in particular you want me to try to reach out and get on the podcast. But anyway, thanks for listening. Uh, Talk to you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode and I hope you leave here feeling motivated and inspired. Do not forget to rate and review the pod on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And don't forget to follow How I See It Pod so you can keep up with podcast updates and see who's coming on next. And if you're not already, come join the fam and follow at How Hand Sees It. Thank you guys.